Welcome to the Effective Data Scientist Podcast. The podcast is designed to help you improve your skills, stay focused, manage successful projects, and have fun at work. Be an effective data scientist now. Welcome, we are talking today about data visualization and tips around data visualization. And together with me is Paolo. Hi, Paolo, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Alexander. How are you doing? Very good. So we will go through a series of tips about data visualization in this episode and also in the next episodes. And I think each tip is quite actionable. But before we get started, data visualization, what is your general perspective about data visualization, Polo? Uh, first of all, um, is that uh, is one of my favorite topics because I really enjoy creating data visualizations. And I think that in terms of data scientists or statistician, for me, it's a way of doing the last mile in communicating the message. And it's really important. And yeah. of course, you can have many uh, different objectives in mind, like doing exploratory work or presenting results or just letting the user enjoy the data and enjoy the, uh, I mean, the data and the results. So it's a way of presenting your results in an effective way, in a way of uh, enabling the user capability of navigating for your results, for your data. Yeah, completely agree. It's the, you speak about these two different areas of data visualization that are really important. One is explanatory data visualization. So how do you get a message across you already have? Or exploratory data visualization, where we want to dig into data and understand data. And of course, there's sometimes kind of a little bit of a mix of both. Yeah. So, so if you have a little bit of interactivity with the data and then you can explore the data a little bit, but that's, that's just a means to get a, a specific message across. So let's start with a couple of topics. Well, one of my pet peeves is the long labels. Yeah, and there's always this problems when you have long labels in your data visualizations. And what I very often see, and maybe that's because that is kind of a standard setting in some software like Excel, people put the, have these kind of, let's say a vertical bar chart and then put the long labels below these bars. And once that, then what people see, oh, I don't have enough space there. So I need to maybe have the you know, labels a, a little bit twisted you know, so that I can have generate more space and have a, some kind of angle on there. But I don't like that very much. Like it the is... 90 degrees angle <laughs> was the default, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 90 degrees angle, 45 degrees angle, yeah, and then... It's really, really hard to get it. Yeah. It's kind of, oh, you look like this. Well, you can't actually 
<laughs> now no, listen to, to it on the podcast, but maybe if you see the YouTube video, you can see that. Yeah, you need to twist your head to read them. Yeah, or you need to shorten them so much that they become hard to understand. Now there's a very very easy way to get around it, and that is Paolo. What would you do? Then horizontal. So I, I will change the orientation of the graph, make the bar chart, uh, for example, horizontal, so you can have uh, nice long labels uh, in uh, horizontally in, in your left uh, space, for example. Yeah. So you can, and this has also the benefit that uh, you can uh, read it as it's natural for humans from left to right. Yeah. You have the label and then uh, you see the uh, information in terms of the tape or width now of the bar so you can uh, easily get all the information at once yeah yeah and then you can also kind of arrange that in a nice way if you want to have let's say spaces between them group them so you know maybe this categories and subcategories, you can have kind of overarching labels next to it. So if you have a couple of different columns of label, you can even add further information, like maybe how many subjects are in this line, or, you know, if you present uh, bar charts, you can give kind of additional numbers in there, whatever kind of how many subject are in this category if you show and see you know the proportion of I don't know response or whatever in, in the bar charts or you, and then you can also you know really nicely align this yeah so if you think about a, a horizontal bar chart and you have all the all the text on the left side uh, of the bars then you can right align the labels and that creates a nice visual break you may even get rid of the y-axis overall then so that you know declutters it a little bit more or at least puts the y-axis very much into the background by making it a light gray for example yes you can have uh, multiple um, uh, layers for the labels and uh, easily for use Patients, if uh, in the bars, if maybe not all the labels are so important, uh, maybe you have just one bar referred to one category. Uh, if it's important, you can have an annotation. And I think it's important to declutter your figure and make the message clear. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's a good example. You can even put the labels into the bars. Yeah. And if the bars are long enough, yeah, you can have the labels in the bars rather than next to the bars. That's another kind of interesting way to do it. Or can put further information within the bars. Yeah. Kind of numbers, means, confidence intervals, whatsoever, or kind of a different other things. Okay. So, that's tip number one. Let's go to tip number one. And that is about color. Color is probably one of my favorite tools in data visualization. 
because it is so powerful. When I think about color, I always think about this this red beetle that stands in front of a big mall where you have lots of lots of cars. Most of them are gray, blue, white, or dark. Yeah, and then you have this one red beetle that stands in there. I think it's pretty easy to find it <laughs> because color is so powerful in drawing your attention. And it's a way of encoding information, of course, because you can position data into the XY space. But then, of course, the that's another option of encoding information, and it's color. So, of course, with colors, you can flag a different category or individual observations among all the observations you have in your data visualization. And it could be also a powerful way of encoding quantitative information, for example, because maybe you can have a blue color for improving or red colors for worsening, for example. So it's a nice way. Or using color in a visualization, for example, highlighting one specific year in a, in a line chart when you analyze a, a, a series of data as compared to uh, other observations, which can be in the back, background or colored in gray. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's a couple of different things here that, that you talked about. First, I think it's important to understand that when we talk about color, there's actually different dimensions of color. And the first one that actually jumps to our mind is the hue. So whether it's red or blue or green, yeah, but that's just one dimension of color. The other dimension is the saturation. So how red is it? How green is it? Yeah. And then the third part is the, the lightning yeah, that you can also put in. And so you can play with all these three dimensions to come up with different things. And you can play with these dimensions then in order to also showcase different variables or different types of variables. So, for example, if you have a categorical variable that is not ordered in some way, like, don't know, race, for example, or brands or whatever, yeah, then you can have, you know, different hues for these, like green and blue and gray or whatever. If you, however, have a continuous variable, let's say a variable that goes from zero to 100, then you can encode it with the same hue, let's say blue, but just a different situation in it. Yeah, so, so that it's very light for zero and very blue, heavy blue for 100. Or you can play, for example, speaking of the continuous variable, or ordered categorical variables, you can play with uh, both hue and uh, uh, separation, because maybe you can uh, choose uh, two different hues for uh, good and bad, for example, to be, yeah. again, blue for 
good and red for bad. But then you have different degrees of good and bad, and then you can play with the separation. And yeah, then you have maybe the white in the middle. Diverging color scheme. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, so, so basically, if you w would think of, let's say you go from minus 100 to 100, minus 100 would be dark red, zero would be completely light, and then it goes into a more and more blue, for example. By the way, we, we talk about blue and red here, and that probably has a reason, isn't hasn't it? I think that's a cultural reason. And uh, colorblindness. <laughs> I colorblindness also. I mean, I was thinking about cultural uh, biases when you do your color palettes, for example, because maybe in other uh, cultures, uh, maybe red is not a uh, nat natural bad category. Maybe it's uh, it's uh, more the blue one, or I don't know. It's uh, it, it depends on the um, also. Uh, cultural environment. Of course, red and blue work really, really well in terms of uh, how you visualize uh, these colors independently of your color blindness. Uh, of course, orange and blue, for example, work really well. Yeah. So, so you can basically use that to encode information and make it tested with your audience. Yeah. Does this kind of hue encoding, so to say, does it make sense? Yeah. Sometimes there's kind of some natural things. Yeah. So, for example, if you think about, do you prefer this party or that party? Yeah. Then probably you choose the colors of the of these different parties yeah or if you look for preference with with this sports club versus this sports club well there's usually some color coding you know that naturally comes to mind yes yeah? some, some kind of brand colors so you can use these and i also think that thinking colors up front is very important uh, because sometimes uh, especially in uh, companies many people uh, use default but yet, yeah. like maybe colors from the company logo, stuff like that. And the end of this limits your possibilities. It's, it's really important to terms of colors up front and I mean, make thoughtful decisions without relying on default uh, options because maybe you need uh, more levels, different news, maybe the, the colors of your brand doesn't work very well. Maybe they are not color or blindness friendly in terms of their use. And there are many tools available online to test these things. And test if your, for example, green text works in a blue background or not. For example, there are many different tools you can use it for improving the i usually refer to the adobe color wheel so if you search for that on google you can find it easily that's a nice tool for you to not only uh, test color schemes but also create them yeah? so if you want to create something that is you know where color different colors work well together 
you will see in the Adobe Color Wheel that you can, you know, play with different setup schemes and then, you know, you see this wheel of color and see kind of selected colors within there and you can move them around and see how, you know, what what looks good and especially for artistically handicapped people like like myself get really nice suggestions that work very very nicely you can also of course combine these different dimensions so imagine you have two to have categorical variables like let's say europe north america and Asia, yeah, as three categories, and you choose three different use for that. And now you want to show another variable within that. Let's say proportion of response, yeah, from zero to 100. Then the proportion of response you can encode using, for example, the saturation of the different colors, yeah and have then the different colors for the different geographies. Yeah? And that way you can combine two variables into one coding of the, of the colors. Yeah? Just as, a, as says, and there's many more of these examples that, that you can do yeah? to help understand things. Yeah? Okay. So color plays also really good way to focus the attention, but only if you use it sparingly. Yeah. If you have these kind of rainbow charts where you have 10 different hues, yeah, green and orange and blue and red and black and brown and whatsoever, yeah, all, <laughs> all the different colors of the rainbow then you only see, you know, many, many different colors. Nothing stands out anymore. So using it sparingly is, is really important. So two, maybe three colors is usually, you know, maximum. Yeah, and it's also important to use them consistently across, for example, different visualizations. Because you can see, uh, for example, uh, using... Uh, uh, red and uh, blue for the two categories and then uh, in the next plot uh, you have um, two completely different colors and the, the audience um, uh, you know surprised them and misguided through the visualizations in general use them consistently is very important also using them in the text for example in the legends it could be a nice way of i mean guiding the attention of the, the reader yeah yeah that is that is really important using it consistently but also distinguishly yeah so i've once seen a graph where there was so color red was you know used in four different parts of the graph yeah so it was actually a graph that consisted of four subgraphs so to say but red was you know in three of the graphs for one thing but for something different in the fourth yeah and that is really confusing to the reader because he thinks oh 
A red is treatment A, A is red is treatment A, A is red is treatment A, and now red is gender, stands for females. Okay, yeah, now I'm confused. Yeah, so that is really important. And there's another trick. Yeah, using color, you can get rid of legends really, really nicely. And so imagine you have a line graph with two different lines. One is for therapy A and one is for therapy B. Then by putting into the title the names of therapy A and therapy B with the four color the same as the line color, you don't need then a legend anymore. Because then if you read treatment therapy A that's in red and the line is also in red, then you naturally know that therapy A is the red line. Very, very nice and easy. It's a way of improving the ink information ratio in your plot. It's, it's a really nice way of saving space so you can use the space in a more efficient way or yeah, and- the same message. And also think about how you process the figure. You first read the title, then you look into the figure, and last you usually would look into the legend. Yeah. And if you don't have it encoded correctly, yeah, you basically go into the figure, then, uh, into the title, send the figure, send the legend, and send back to the figure. And you can get rid of this loop at the end by color coding correctly. Yeah, I think that in this way, we use uh, our brain in the most efficient way. And uh, we usually uh, use visualization and not somification, for example, because our brain is able to process visually uh, more information, more information at once. So it, it's better to to have hold information in uh, one place, so to say, and uh, let the brain process this information instead of uh, creating a flow in which you go from the legend uh, to the plot uh, to the title uh, and back to the plot uh, because now you. You have the information on the title and you can read the, the plot in a different way. So everything that goes in this direction of having multiple things at once in the visualization, it's a good way to move to, I think. Yep. Yeah. Very good. So in this episode, we talked quite a lot about coloring we also talked a little bit about tc long labels as uh, as a kind of starter uh, but color is so important and we'll put links to the tools that we talked about and a couple of examples into the show notes of of this episode if you love this episode please tell your friends and colleagues about it and ask them to listen as well Paulo, any final thoughts on what we discussed today? Just enjoy the show and have a look at the show notes. 
and looking forward to the next episode in the visualization. Thank you.